O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 25, page 369. Unto thee, O Lord, will I lift up my soul. My God, I have put my trust in thee. O let me not be confounded, neither let mine enemies triumph over me. For all they that hope in thee shall not be ashamed. But such as transgress with Show me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. Lead me forth in thy truth and learn me, for thou art the God of my salvation, and thee hath been my hope all the day long. Call to remembrance, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses which have been ever of old. O remember not the sins and offenses of my youth, but according to thy mercy think thou upon me, O Lord, for thy goodness. Gracious and righteous is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Them that are meek shall he guide in judgment, and such as are gentle, them shall he learn his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, be merciful unto my sin, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the land. 
The secret of the Lord is among them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever looking unto the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and in misery. The sorrows of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my troubles. Look upon my adversity and misery, and forgive me all my sin. Consider mine enemies, how many they are, and they bear a tyrannous hate against me. O keep my soul and deliver me, let me not be confounded, for I have put my trust in thee. Let perfectness and righteous dealing wait upon me, for my hope hath been in thee. Deliver Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh chapter of the book of Hosea. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. As they called them, so they went from them. They sacrificed to the Baals, and burned incense to carved images. I taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I drew them with gentle cords, with bands of love, and I was to them as those who take the yoke from their neck. I stooped and fed them. I knew you in the wilderness, in the land of great drought. When they had pasture, they were filled. They were filled, and their heart was exalted. Therefore they forgot me. So I will be to them like a lion, like a leopard by the road I will lurk. I will meet them like a bear deprived of her cubs. I will tear open their ribcage, and I will devour them like a lion. The wild beast shall tear them. O Israel, you are destroyed, but your help is from me. I will be your king, where is any other, that he may save you in all your cities. And your judges to whom you said, Give me a king and princes. I gave you a king in my anger, and took him away in my wrath. The iniquity of Ephraim is bound up, his sin is stored up. The sorrows of a woman in childbirth shall come upon him. He is an unwise son, for he should not stay long where children are born. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be your plagues. O grave, I will be your destruction. Pity is hidden from my eyes. Though he is fruitful among his brethren, an east wind shall come. The wind of the Lord shall come up from the wilderness. Then his spring shall become dry, and his fountain shall be dried up. He shall plunder the treasury of every desirable prize. Some rebelled against her God. They shall fall by the sword. He rendeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, 
and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed for the holy as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh verse of the sixth chapter of the Epistle of St. Paul to the Galatians. See with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand, as many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised, that they may boast in your flesh. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them, and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is Thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who hast taught us that all our doings without charity are nothing worth, send Thy Holy Ghost and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and of all virtues without which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee. Grant this for thine only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. 
Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So our first lesson here comes from Hosea chapter 11, and I feel like this is a interesting and a perfect lesson, I suppose, for us is uh, we start Lent tomorrow, and that is the night before Lent, the church asks us to read of this image of God's judgment on his people in the Old Testament, the people who he raised up and cared for and nurtured, uh, but because of their, essentially their affluence, they neglected the call of God. And because of them, or because of that, God is going to devour them viciously like a lion. Um, you know, there are images of God's judgment, but some of them are pretty harsh and pretty like unrelenting, and this is certainly one of them. And so it seems like, again, this is kind of, uh, the, the purpose of this is kind of to put this in our minds then uh, before we start Lent. Even though it is harsh, the reality that if we um, turn away from what God has revealed to us and do not walk according to his commandments, he will devour us like a lion. This is, like I said, it's harsh, but Jesus essentially reiterates the same thing in the New Testament. But that is that those who don't follow after him will face then a punishment which is unbearable, so much so that images can't even really describe it. So, again, trying to scare you before Lent, but it seems to me that the, the same principle applies here with Israel, that Israel, it's out of her comfort, out of her affluence, out of the blessings then which she had actually experienced. That was the cause, or that was the place then where the seeds of disbelief the seeds of disobedience and rebellion grew. And this is, in a way, what Lent is for for us. These fast and abstain from particular things um, in our abundance then, so that those things then, even though they are good, they wouldn't take us away from the ultimate good, which is God, and wouldn't take us away from our devotion to Him. And then in our second lesson here, so this is Paul finishing up, and signing off, in essence, in this epistle to the church in Galatia. So here, Paul again exposes the motivation of these Judaizers. He emphasizes the centrality of the cross, and then he signs off with a blessing of peace and mercy upon the Galatians and all of those who walk according to this rule, that is what he had taught them. The others throughout this has not been um, really because they actually believe in the thing that they're talking about it's rather than their own fear of persecution in essence paul says that they're acting the way that they're acting because of cowardice um, they're afraid then of how they will be perceived by others and they're seeking more than to please men than to please god and then he again reiterates the centrality of the cross in this um, wherein it's not circumcision because that's what you have to understand about circumcision it was Paul contrasts that with the image of the cross. And for the new covenantal people of God, it's the image of the cross. That's the identifying marker. That's the thing then that actually is glorious and will bring people into and demonstrate then God to the world, not circumcision. It's interesting how Paul then says how 
um, it's through the cross then that uh, we die, our sins are put to death and also then our lust for sins are put to death. It's interesting that Paul makes this reference to um, bearing the marks of Jesus on his body. Um, it's not known exactly what he's referring to. Uh, property and slaves in the ancient world were branded. They were given marks, tattoos. Um, so in essence, he's kind of identifying himself as a slave of Christ. But likely the actual physical marks that he's referring to are his scars or wounds um, from his work as an apostle following Jesus. But it's interesting. So Paul then defines his very wounds or says his wounds that he has received as a result of this persecution are the wounds of Christ. Um, it seems to me, and perhaps this is reading too much into it, but I don't think so. It seems to me that there's a real sense in which Paul sees his wounds and his suffering. And I think it's an invitation for all of us as well. See our suffering and our wounds that we experience in faithfulness to Christ as then is that our sufferings are in a very real sense caught up into Christ's sufferings. And what this means then for us is that even though we might not see it, the sufferings that we endure as we uh, faithfully try to follow Jesus, the sufferings that we endure have a cosmic impact on the redemption of the world as they are caught up in Christ's sufferings, even though we might not be able to see it. But there's hope in that. And again, this is the central motif of the cross that God was able to take the single most heroic and use that as the means through which then he would redeem the world. So our sufferings, our trials as we follow after Christ too, can be caught up in that saving sacrifice. And who knows then what God is able to do then with our sorrows and with our sufferings. So we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. We'll take a second, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Happy Shrove Tuesday. Thank you.